0: Thank you for listening to the show. I hope it inspires you and expands your view of what's possible in your journey of wealth creation. My hope is that through a repeated exposure to the ideas and the guests you will find here, your view of finance will change for the better. With that said, there's an important caveat that must be stated. The opinions you will hear on this show are just that, opinions. Please don't misconstrue any of what you're about to hear as legitimate financial advice. Do your own research and don't take anything at face value. Understand that everything you hear on this show is someone else's experience that may or may not work for you. I don't know you. I don't know your situation, so I can't tell you what to do. But I can tell you that the one goal of this podcast is to make you richer, wealthier, and ultimately more fulfilled as a human. I'm glad you're here. Please rate it, review it, share it with the people in your world that matter, and without further ado, enjoy the show. Here we go, everybody. Welcome to uh, Levels of Wealth Show. I've got Sir John, Sir John of the Savages uh, with us today. If you don't know who John is, he's the creator of the largest online education platform in the automotive industry, the leader of marketing savage movement. And his mission in life is to help a million or more business owners break the shackles of conformity. There it is. What a mission. He's a best-selling author, top contributor on several podcasts, and through coaching, he's helped train over 10,000 clients. But you're getting into like, you're getting into big boy numbers. It's like Taylor Welch numbers right there. Well done. Well done. Uh, Anyway, sorry, I'll keep going. Back to the intro. Back to you. Um, He is... Highly regarded as the marketing savage, full time entrepreneur, and has ownership in six different companies, all of being a loving husband, a proud father, and recently founded the Church of the Savage in Texas. So we have another Texas native today. The first question I have
1: for you, John, is Is Texas a country or is it not? Oh, it's definitely Texas first and then United States second. <laughs> See,
0: yeah. that, was a, that was a wise political answer because he didn't actually say it was a country, he just said it was a priority. I like that. It is a priority. Yes. Man, thanks for taking the
1: time and hopping on the show today. It's really good to have you. Yeah, I appreciate it, my man. I appreciate it. I was catching up on some of your episodes. I love what you're doing here, man. And uh, I'm, I'm just, uh, I feel very proud to be a part of it. Cool. Well, I've got a question.
0: Is it, what is the Church of the Savage? What is that?
1: Yeah, so this is something that uh, it kind of came up, right, because uh, I have been uh, involved in some way or another, some form of teaching, uh, you know, the Bible. And uh, I'm a firm believer that a lot of what we need is actually in there. And in fact, not only am I a firm believer of that, I know that it's the fastest path to the knowledge that we need. And, uh, because of that, I talk a lot about wealth building and I talk a lot about, you know, uh, way God really sees us and what he actually wants for us and in our lives. And my gift is to share that with people and to not only share it with them, to teach the actual principles behind it, you know? And, um, uh, there's a lot of times, man, being in marketing, like I've seen, uh, you know, I've worked with a, a lot of uh, gurus that um, really take, you know, hours and hours and hours to talk about one simple principle that you could just read in the Bible and literally, bam, you could just get it like that. So I have a gift, uh, I believe, in teaching, uh, which is kind of strange because I literally dropped out of high school and was told by the superintendent that I was going to be a loser for the rest of my life. And then I went on to get my GED and then dropped out of college, Right. Uh so literally I found out later in life that I was an amazing teacher just the way that I can uh break things down in a way that other people can understand it and digest it and really you know be impacted by it. So I talk uh you know I, I my my church of the savage is an online church uh and I bring people into a world that they've never heard that they've never seen uh you know with a biblical base and show them the actual principles that God has laid for us, that if we follow, I mean, it's as simple as this. Like, you do it this way, you're going to receive this. And I mean, it's it's as simple as the law of gravity. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter if you're a believer or not, because God stands behind his word. He shows us who he is by his word. And because of that, all the principles that are laid out, wealth-building principles, God was the creator of money, um, and uh, all the wealth building principles are actually ingrained through that entire Bible. In fact, they talk about money more than any other topic, more than love, through mm-hmm. biblical texts. And um, there is so some empowering things. Not only how to use money, because you can use money in several different ways, right? You can use it. Uh, I mean, if you do a lot of cocaine and hookers, and you got a ton of money, you can do quite a few more cocaine and hookers, right? So I mean, yeah. it can actually be an, uh, an amplifier that it takes you to a bad place, right? But it can also take you to a good place like many other things in life. Yeah, I love it. When did you get saved? When did you meet God? What was that experience like? You know, it's so funny. Actually, my wife just posted a picture of this. And this was back, uh, I think it was 2001. And I've uh, been together with my wife for for over 22 years. I'm 41 years old. and 2001 uh, was the when I got baptized. And it was this little... Uh, church, uh, outside of my hometown. In fact, the guy who baptized me used to come and talk to me in jail. So he was the jailhouse preacher. So when I was thrown in jail back then, he would come in there and preach to the individuals behind the bars. That's where I met the guy. And, um, wow. so, yeah, yeah. I mean, in, in incredible, uh, journey that I've been on here. And so literally he's preaching to me there and I just remembered him and it just kept, you know, sticking in the back of my mind, little by little, another gentleman who uh, I ended up opening up my own business, uh, automotive company, which later on turned out to be, you know, about a couple hundred employees and I sold it as a franchise. But um, uh, the individual who I was actually working in his uh, driveway on his car when I was a one man band operation, and he converted me over to uh, believe in Jesus Christ, or at least he started that conversation. And then it wasn't too much longer that I actually went to this little Baptist church guy used to preach to me behind bars, and uh, they did a uh, they baptized me. And the reason why my wife laughs about this because she was there, and uh, my pants fell halfway down whenever they brought me up. So, <laughs> you, you could literally see that I was mooning the crowd behind me. So, uh, amazing. you can see like these faces of these, like, you know, uh, men and women that were just like, Oh no. Oh. And, uh, it was just, uh, my way of just saying that, you know, God's pretty funny like that. You know what I mean? Like he's, he, he's, he's not as stiff as what everybody thinks he is. I think. <laughs> no way. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. So
0: today you talked um, your mentor pastor is Keith Kraft and, um, you run an online church how much would you say how much of uh i'm gonna i know the answer to this but i want you to expound on it how much is god interwoven into your business because most people kind of keep
1: that separate you know yeah so it's actually uh, every single part of it man it's from the top down um the way that i do business and life and everything is i put god first above and beyond everything because my rule is if I can be good for God, then I can be good for everybody, right? And I truly mm. believe that there's two ways that you can, you can act in business and in life. And the truth is, if you're acting one way in life and a different way in business, that's a character issue. That means that you are not who you say you are. You see what I'm saying? And yeah. as an individual, I want to be at every step of my life who I say I am. <laughs> I don't want my wife to see me talking business And being somebody totally different than she knows at home. I'm not going to be a leader in business, but not be a leader or be a leader in business, but then not be a leader in my household. So what I do is I put God at the very top of everything. And then from there, uh, comes my, my, my big goals, my perfect day. And I align that with his principles because most people live their life on preferences. I live my life on principles. Things that are true. There we go. Things that work, right? But most people just want to live on preferences. I live on principles. I put that at the top. And then from there, I have my perfect day. And that always changes. You know, you probably you probably lived your perfect day 10 times. So have I, right? And I put my perfect day. And then when I read my perfect day, I can see what I value on that perfect day. And that gives me my values. And then my values give me the guidance to create my goals. My yearly goals, my quarterly goals, my monthly goals, my weekly goals, my daily MIT's, my most important task. So to answer your question, everything I do on a daily basis is woven from all the way to the top, all the way down to my daily tasks. So I know that when I'm doing something every day, that I'm actually pushing my life forward towards that big, big picture. You know, Paul, Paul said this in Corinthians uh he literally said that when you do work for somebody you should do it as you're presenting it to god how many times when you do work do you look at it would you actually present it to god right and and before i asked myself that question there was a lot of times that i wouldn't now i try to focus on doing my work at a level that i would present it to the almighty and if i can even get somewhat close to that Like I'm going above and beyond for every single individual that I work with, that I do life with. And to be honest with you, that puts the money at the back of my mind. Like I'm not really thinking about the money. The money just comes when you operate with that principle, that, that law. And what happens is I won't settle for anything else. I have a standard for myself and I uphold that standard through my whole organization. If somebody fails to meet them standards, then I have to talk to them. Yeah.
0: So we're going to pivot and we're going to spend the rest of the time talking about this. And just before people, before people turn the, the podcast off, like there are many, many kinds of wealth, but I believe everything comes from a, um, a source of true wealth, which is alignment, spiritual alignment. And, uh, this is one of the things, you don't probably know this, John, but I've been wanting to talk more about this and it's just a process of working it in but I, um, you know, I, my first career job was at the ministry full-time, was a full-time pastor and transitioned out of that into real estate. And, uh, about three years in, I was at a church uh, service. We we were plugged in here to the belonging Henry and Alex Seeley and they're our pastors. And I still play keys. And, um, it's, uh, it's actually mind blowing. A couple of weeks ago, I walked up to. the church and there's a row of our staff at the church like it's just the the ew staff uh, a bunch of them go to church and anyways moral of the story is about three years into my career I felt like I heard from God and God was like if you had to um, if you had to pick being uh you know uh, under resourced or poor and close to me or if you could pick being rich and far from me which would you pick and I didn't answer I didn't have an answer it was a fear moment for me because I grew up not well-to-do. And when you when I got a little bit of money, I began to settle into the worship of money. And people don't understand this, but a fear of poverty is a worship of money. Because fear comes from... It's the same thing. And uh, it was a moment, it was a fork in the road for me of like, man, what am I going to honor with my life? Am I going to honor the accounts and the monuments and the cars and the timepieces, or am I going to honor uh, you know, a higher power of God? And uh, everyone has, has to wrestle through this themselves. But what I found is I worked myself back to making the right decision. And it took me a couple of weeks of praying and processing. And um, it was, it's amazing. Like my life got unlocked and I realized that actually it's not an either or it's not a dichotomy when life to the full, they are lined up, bro. Like, the happiest and the wealthiest people that I know that have maintained their principles, their their peace, their happiness, you know, they it's it's not an either or; it's a both and. And uh, maybe we could talk about that for a little bit because I think sometimes people they believe about Christians and they believe about spirituality that it's like, oh, you just you know, you need to be poor and love God, and it's actually not that way. How do you rectify those two
1: mindsets? Giving you a, an open door to walk through it. A few ways, and, and I'll get back to this as soon as I finish this statement. But number one, Jesus was the wealthiest person in the entire world, and I'll tell you why here in a moment. But first off, I read Proverbs every day, and Proverbs is by King Solomon, who was the wealthiest man of all time up until his point. I, to give you uh, an idea of how wealthy King Solomon was, uh, $4 trillion is what his worth would <laughs> be today. So we're, I mean, he's literally, he could be on Musk, right? I mean, uh, so yeah. King Solomon in his time, he like silver was worth nothing at that time because gold was so abundant. And King Solomon, his words are truth, right? And if you actually read his words every day, it will kind of weave in that spirit of right and wrong because like love and lust, like Taylor just said, it can be done two different ways. you got love and lust. They look a lot alike, like everything in this world has that duality where there's good and bad in everything. There's good and bad in money. There's good and bad in me and you. There's good and bad in just everything in this entire world. This desk is good, but if it fell off a two-story building and crushed me, it would be bad, right? So there's good and bad in every single thing in this world. And what King Solomon does, it shows you the path when you read his words, how to do it, but to do it in a good way, how to do it God's way. And when you do it God's way, like Taylor just put, like literally it will open up. Like God literally says that in heaven, that there is a treasure with your name on it and he will open it up and pour it on your life. That's my prayer that I have for everybody listening to this right now, that you understand that it's not either or. Like God is a God of abundance. God is a God that will just open up things in your life. He'll bring alignments in your life. He'll put you together with people. He'll make things happen that you could not do on your own. Like I was talking to a lady the other day and she was telling me that, you know, she had these health problems and all these kinds of things. I said, you know, I said, but here's what you're saying. Like God, when, it, when, it's, when the Bible says, God says with him, all things are possible. He didn't say all things, but your health problems, right? Or all things, but your family's history of health problems or all things, but yeah. he said, all things are possible with them. So when you start stepping into this mindset, you have a deeper faith. You begin walking in faith. A faith is a belief in the unseen. It is just proven that faith will bring things towards you. Okay. And, and I'll give you the proof of that in a second. I'll give you the proof of that in just a moment. But if you look at Jesus Christ being the most wealthiest person in the world, it's because he owned it all. All of it and owns it all. He talked about how he reaped where he did not sow. That means that he owned it. You see, we got to sow and then we reap. He didn't have to sow. He just pulled straight from it. It was his already. But that, that my friend, that, my friend, is... is why I know that God wants wealth. He wants us to, I was talking to to a mentor of mine the other day and I asked him, I said, well, well, why do I want to want to move into this mansion? I was trying to figure that out. Right. So, you know, I'm looking at this house. It's equivalent to, it's a mansion. Right. And I mean, it's just, it's giant and we're working on a bid for it and all these kind of things. I'm like, why, why do I want this? And he said, he said, you know, John, he said, "I, I own a yacht down in Florida. I said, okay. Yeah, that's cool. And he said, I don't want a yacht. I said, really? Why do you own one? He said, I own a yacht because I can picture taking my elite couples mastermind out there and preaching to them on the water and giving them an experience that they never could never conceive in their entire life. He said, John, you want that because you're trying to take heaven and you're trying to pull it down onto earth and you're doing it the people in your life and the people around you. Like, because we yeah. have eternity in our heart, we have like eternity in our heart. See, when you bring God in your life, you're not thinking about today and tomorrow. You're thinking about what this looks like. Eternity. With eternity, you're yeah. thinking about the moves I make today. Like, I want to bring to God tomorrow and be like, check this out. I did it right. I did it your way, yeah. which is the best way. You do it the other way, my friends. You do it the other way. You are going to be swimming against the current. You, you, you are not going to, you're going to be fighting the whole way. You're going to have sleepless nights. And you know why I know? Because I've been there.
0: You, you, you do create a dichotomy when you do it that way. Let me give you two stories that I feel like might be impactful for you with the the question that you're asking right now. Um, the first story is is simple. The second story is more complex. The first story is when I transitioned out of full time ministry, it was uh, it felt like a failure for me. Like I felt like I failed. I lived my whole life wanting to to work in vocational ministry, and it was um you know it wasn't too long after that I felt the the voice of God tell me like. You know, I didn't call you out of ministry. I called you into a bigger church, which is the marketplace and nobody's going to reach these people. That was the first thing. The second thing is I got a word about two years ago, somebody called me out of the blue. Actually, um, I had signed up for a, a strategy session with them. They were like a health and wellness coach a year prior. So like, this is weird. So it's not going me. Said I had a dream about you and God, I feel like God gave me this dream and there was a voice in the dream, and you were you were accumulating wealth and in houses and cars and like just the stuff. But your heart was pure, and the voice overlaying the dreams said, "I'm going to qualify you by their standards so that they are ready for the message that you will share." And I think that's applicable for you right now because um, it's it's not like there are people that go to church to. Like be converted and consumed by the gospel, but then there are people that would never go to church, but they're listening to the podcast right now. So why are they listening? Because they know I'm rich, and you and I'm bringing on rich shows.
1: You know, and it's you know, yeah. show people that it can be done this way. I mean, I don't know. 100 with somebody. Have you ever dealt with somebody and and uh, or got on a call with somebody and you found out that they had they had none of their heart in what they were doing? They were just literally yeah. doing it as a transactional thing, right? I don't do life transactional. If I did life transactional, I'd come home, I'd have a transaction with my wife. I'd talk to her, whatever. I don't do business transactional where we just make a transaction. I do things transformational. You see, I'm focused on, I'm focused on transformation in every area of my life. And a lot of churches focus on conversion, like you just said a moment ago. Yeah. I focus yeah. on transformation because I believe that number one, you'll get the revelation. And that revelation will turn to transformation. That's what you got when you, uh, when God was talking to you, he was giving you his, you know, revelation. You were probably reading his word. Uh, his word was going through your mind all the time. You were making decisions, relying on him for decisions. And uh, I spend every day doing that. I mean, every, to the point where it's like, you know, go right. Don't go left. Uh, talk to this person. Don't talk to this person. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, you have to trust in that inner voice. And that when you build that relation. You get that revelation yeah. and it creates the transformation. What's what's the
0: hardest part that you found? There might be multiple answers to but what's the, the hardest part for you staying submitted and surrendered in a world that glorifies and prioritizes control and advancement and you know the, the world of business is about control. The world of the spirit is about surrender. What's the hardest part for you to keep that priority clean?
1: You know, what used to be my hardest part, it was the fear of judgment of when I came out and started speaking about these things. Uh, Also, I would say that would be my earlier hardest part, my hardest part today. And I actually recently talked to a a mentor of mine about that, Keith Craft. And uh, it's that I'm usually so overflowed with this energy. And I mean, it's almost like addictive to the point to where I need to utilize wisdom of when I'm going to pour it into somebody. And when I'm not going to pour it into somebody to the point to where I need to step into a deeper level of just wisdom in general. And one of the cool things about that, we talked about this in James, the fifth verse in James talked about, if you ask for wisdom, God will just pour it upon you. But listen to this. You got to believe that he will. It says that in James. And if you look at King Solomon, that's the reason why he had his wealth. Is because he asked for wisdom. You, yeah. see, you know, knowledge is different than wisdom. People get that confused. Knowledge is like you asking me what Warren Buffett would uh, give you as investment advice, right? And me Googling it and then reading off of Google what, what Warren Buffett would give as investment advice. Wisdom is sitting across the table with Warren Buffett and him guiding your every step and telling you how to, to get, inv- how to giving you specifically investment advice, Right. So people get confused because they say that you want your house built out of wisdom and the rooms can be filled with knowledge.
0: So, how do you do you have any rituals or anything like that to keep your, your heart pure, to
1: keep your motives pure, to keep yourself kind of trending for the right reasons? I do, my friend. So I always start my day with God, and I do that by I created something called the Savage Day. And uh, my book that I have coming out, it's going to be a while. So I, I know you guys might even go look for it or something like that, but it's called The Savage Surrender. And it's interesting that you uh, uh, kept talking about surrender, but that's actually the title of my book. Uh, in my other book, I wrote a chapter specifically about it. But um, uh, but that being said, yeah, that uh, every day I have a ritual that I do and I actually have this remarkable pad sitting right here beside me. So it starts out with exactly what yeah. I, I told you earlier. So literally... Uh, I start with with God. So number one, I start the day with God. I open up the uh, the Bible and I read a chapter in Proverbs, and then from there I go on to experience that I call the two chairs, and that's a book that was written. To anybody who's uh, it's a deep conversation. So anybody who wants to read that, it's Bob Bodine had, had written that book. It's called Two Chairs, and what that does is that opens up dialogue for you to hear the Word of God. And uh, the next thing that I do is I will meditate. Uh, I will. Uh, Take take a moment just to meditate and do some meditation and just do some breathing and do some focus type meditation, and then I'll go on to write everything that I'm grateful for. So everything I can fill up in this tablet, I will just write down everything I'm grateful for, all the gratitude. I read three pages, three pages, or however long it takes me out of a book, and then I go on to um, uh, then I go on to uh, let me see here. I'm going to pull it up on my notes to make sure I'm accurate and giving everybody the exact thing that I do. Uh, So I go on to do a visualization. So I will literally visualize my perfect day. I will read my perfect day and I will begin claiming it as already mine. That's the key. When you have a vision of where you're going in your life, you've got to claim it as if it is already yours. Um, And then I do uh, my what, why, and who Uh, And that's where I literally focus on who am I becoming? Like I, I stand there and literally look at like, there's an invisible person beside me and I envision myself. I close my eyes and I look at like, there's a person beside me. If any of you guys are just sitting there hanging out somewhere, stand up and do this right now. Like literally stand up and close your eyes right now and look to your right. And I want you to envision just the greatest version of you, what you're wearing you know, what you look like, what is your physical, what what do you physically look like? What are you driving? Mm. What kind of house do you live in? What kind of people, what kind of friends do you have? Who are you? And just visualize that and get a little motion tied to it. And then take two steps to the right and step right into who you are. Because what I'm telling you is them desires, that person that you see, that is who you are. That is the biggest, best version. I step into that person every day. I'm living my old person. Like I am the living. I've stepped into myself many, many times. And every time I want that growth, God wants growth in our life, my friend. He wants to not only see us grow, but he's the God of abundance. Like when a tree grows, you plant one seed in the ground, it'll grow and give you thousands of seeds. One tiny little seed. How was that tree captured in that tiny little seed? It will grow into thousands of trees. But here's a warning, my friends. Before that seed grows up, it's got to grow down. Okay? So when you start this, you got to realize that life is going to hit you with trials and tribulations. It's not all good and golden. That's the biggest lie that you will ever tell you. Listen, the sun comes up and shines on your head and it goes down and becomes dark. We see this in every area of our life. You got to learn to sharpen yourself in them dark moments because the deeper the roots of that seed, the bigger and stronger the tree. So I also do a journal check-in and then I write down my daily MIT list every single day, but I pull it from my weekly. It's pulled from my monthly, It's pulled from my quarterly. It's pulled from my life dream. How many things are on your life dream list? and uh, I I define it as a perfect day Taylor. So the the way that I do it, I visualize it is what my perfect day looks like. And what I like, I, I will call my future out based on the things that happen on a specific day. And I literally write it down from the morning that I from the moment that I wake up in the morning to the very end of my day. And three times during that day, I want to have some sort of emotional impact during a moment that I realized that I'm living the life of my dreams. And I've already had this happen. I had that same emotional impact. So what that does is that is going to ignite something inside of your heart. Uh, That and being aligned with God are the two things that will ignite something in your heart that will actually create momentum in everything that you do. Because the power, if you align all that stuff from the top all the way down to a daily task, you're going to be putting power in it that is just, it it will ignite you. It's the same thing. Like some of the gurus talk about the law of attraction and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ideally, it's the same principle. Have you ever seen the triad where, you know, you got your vision that you're moving towards and it comes through your mental and then it goes through your emotional, goes to your physical. That's God's design, man. The law of attraction gurus though, they forget the work. (laughs) And I know why, because I'm a marketer and they want you to be convinced that it's super easy. So that way you're easily convinced to uh, partake in it. But the problem with that is what happens yeah. is you get hit with hard times and then they think it's them and they get, they get caught in this cycle where they just keep spending and, and spending and spending. And, and that's by intention. That's by design. You know, uh, I hate to say it, that there's people out there that sit around the table and they actually design things like, look, you go into a con- casino, they design it to be addictive. They want you to spend all your money there, Right why it's a bad choice. Um, so, you know, these are the things that I've seen as a marketer. And, uh, I realized that my book, I have the ability to not make it about me. Like, I don't want the light to shine on me. I don't want to say, Hey, I came up with all this stuff. I'm just a a messenger. I took it all from, from the book and, and, and I just put it together in a way that other people can use it. And I don't want to lead them astray. I don't want anybody to worship me. And believe me, I've been at tables where, uh, in my earlier life where I thought that was okay to build a cult and, you know, essentially get people to worship an individual, but that's the worst place you want to be in life because you don't want to be like them. You want to be like you, you want to find your yeah. 1%, you know, Yeah. So these are the things. these are the things that I put together to bring people to wealth. But I don't want anybody to worship me as like I'm some sort of uh, deity or some sort of individual. I just want to bring a message to them and bring them closer to the one that taught me. I love it. Um, When did your book come out? I'm working on it right now, man. My last book, which is The Marketing Savage, it's the only marketing book that's ever been put out on the market that 70% of it's about energy. It's about stepping into that marketing savage that's inside of you, but also uh, defining, you know, what your gift is and how to deliver that to the world. Cause you know, as well, have you ever, you, you, I mean, you've done a lot of marketing for people, haven't you Taylor?
0: Yeah. hundred and 110,000 clients and
1: I mean 200, 300 million in revenue. Yeah. Have you ever seen somebody step into it and just <clears throat> was not like who they are? and they tried to um, bring their, whatever, their, you know, their personality, their thing, whatever, to the marketplace, and it could never hold, it's because they're not even convinced that they should be selling this thing. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, if if you can't convince... Go ahead. How much do you, how much in that book do you give people formulas and recipes to kind of fix that and fix the alignment? Is that what you're talking about? 30%. 30%. Yeah, 30% of the book. So, literally, like two thirds of the book uh, is about getting your energy right and stepping into the person that you're meant to be. And the last part of it is formulas, and it's it's very tactical. So, the end of it's all tactical. Nice. What's the website for people to go check that out? Uh, they can go check it out at marketingsavage.com and uh, also on Amazon. So, we got Am- uh, Amazon bestseller. Uh, Last year, I dropped it in July.
0: Nice. I love that. And then the new
1: one, um, The Savage Surrender, is that what it's called? Yeah, that's the one I'm working on. I'm about 7,000 words into it right now. That, that's the one I want. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, Honestly, uh, I took a lot from The Science of Getting Rich, which is like one of my favorite books of all times. Uh, it's a book that was written before Think and Grow Rich, It got glossed over by most of the world. It was written by a guy named Wallace Waddles. Have you ever read that book, Taylor? have, yeah, a long time ago when I was just getting started. Yeah, Yeah. powerful book with very deep core principles. But what I like about it, it just cuts out all the the unneeded fluff. I mean, if you sit and try to listen to Think and Grow Rich, you've got hours and hours and hours on your hands. If you sit and listen (laughs) to uh, The Science of Getting Rich,
0: one hour and 30 minutes. Yeah, 100%. I was just talking with somebody yesterday on this show about all the books that he read to get started. And man, I forgot. Like, I forgot about that. I used to just read the good old school, like, self development. And um, one of the books that came up was The Slight Edge. And so, as soon as we got off the call, I came into my library in my home office. I couldn't find it. Couldn't and I looked again today, and so I ended up spying three copies online. They don't even have a Kindle version. And man, those are the best kinds. It was just like, you got to actually read a physical book. It's crazy.
1: It's an investment, you know? Yeah, if you're like me, man, I'm looking on eBay trying to find like the original.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know who Dan Kennedy is? Yeah, I sure do. Oh, uh, I uh, I scored on a uh, on a bundle on eBay two years ago. I got on eBay and found all of his No BS letters, all of them, and the printed version. And for two years, I've been like, I'm going to have somebody on my staff like go scan them into digital, and I haven't gotten it done. But I've got them sitting right over there, like all the old-school versions of his letters. Um, and, man, there's something awesome about the tangibility
1: of the old material, you know? Isn't it great, man? It's the energy in it. You know what I mean? It's the energy value it so much more. Like if you printed that out of your printer and just came out as paper, you wouldn't value that. It would literally be scattered all over the place. But since you've got these old documents, that value that you have for it wouldn't pack you more, man. It's incredible. Good. It's good, man. What else do you want to talk about before we wrap up? I
0: feel like you're, you're potent. There's a density to your message. You're obviously, you know how to communicate.
1: Anything I need to ask you or we need to break down before we roll? You know, my man, uh, I did not know that we were going to be talking specifically getting very scriptural on this podcast. I did not know that uh, because I literally, like I got a podcast, I'm going to be on Entrepreneur on Fire next week. And uh, I know it's not going to go that route. So Mm -hmm. I can really appreciate that we connected on that level. I just want to say that because uh, it's rare. And I try to, as a marketer, I believe that God gave me a gift to try to leave clues that people can follow and then discover on their own. Well, this podcast, man, we just poured it on them, bro. And uh, one of the things that that I do want to talk about when it comes to gaining wealth, something you guys got to realize, especially you guys who are not wealthy, you guys that are getting into the game, you guys that haven't even really stepped into the mindset, what you guys really got to understand is, is that your mindset is the shift that is going to bring these things towards you. And I actually hinted on this earlier and I said I was going to kind of follow up, but what I want you guys to realize about how important your mindset is, is that if you look outside your window right now, you look at your car that you're driving, um, your car that you're driving that was once in a mountain and then by the mind of man, it got pulled out of the mountain and you're able to drive it now. Think about that. But everything outside of nature was held in a thought in the mind of man. So everything outside of nature was first A thought in the mind of man, and then man put his hands to work to create it. And what I can tell you about everybody I know who is wealthy in a good way, they have a wealth mindset. They step in the room, and you can feel the increase radiating out of their heart and their soul. They wanna give increase to everybody around them. And because of that, it's like having a superpower where people will come to you because they want that, okay? My right. deals that I make, like Taylor, I get deals where people call me up and they put me in just because they want me there. Now that is when you're stepping into a new, uh, you know, a new way of being. Like when you step into the room and I get asked this, I was on Scott Simon's, the biggest clubhouse uh, podcast or whatever they call it over there. I was on his uh, Breakfast of Champions podcast the other morning, and Scott is a—he's a very wealthy person, Uh, very very wealthy. He owns a bunch of car dealerships and all kinds of other stuff. Couldn't even tell you everything Scott owns. And uh, like he asked me, he goes, "Why do when you walk into a room to just like like he literally uh, he asked me this live. It's like why do when you walk into a room like everybody just gravitates to you. Like I see it happen. We're in a room of multimillionaires. And people just walk across the room. They hug you. Um, you know, you, you make relationships with everybody. And this is like a dude who is really good at relationships himself. And he's asking me this. And I said, because I have a belief in my heart, my mind, and my soul, that everybody that I come in contact to, that I'm going to give increase that I have in my heart, I'm going to give it to them. There's more power to that, then you guys realize, especially you guys just starting out, some of y'all that are already in the game for a long time, you, uh, you radiate that already and you don't even know that you do it. But some of y'all just need to get rid of them negative thoughts that are going on on your mind, that's them fears, that scarcity attitude. Because I'm here to tell yeah. you that your mind is a lot of, like soil and whatever you put in it, the seed that you put in it, it's going to give you a return. If you put corn in soil, it's going to give you corn. If you put, you know, wheat in soil, it's going to give you wheat, right? You put a flower, it's going to give you flour. But if you put strychnine in that, it's going to ruin the soil and it's going to ruin everything around it. So it all starts with the way you think. You change your inner world, you're going to see your outer world change and shift. That's great. I got a selfless question for
0: you. Yeah. Some see this is a, you got a podcast. Do you do a, do you interview on your podcast? I do. Yeah, I do. This is a great, the great thing about having an interview show. Some questions I ask for the audience and some questions I ask for me, they get to just sit and listen the most. You ready for this? Yes, sir. What's God
1: telling you about me? What does God tell me about you? Yeah. Man, immediately I see a good heart from the moment that you got on. I see uh, the spirit um, when Jesus talked about how we all have to come back to the child. Uh, he he pretty much said he he sat with a group of children and, uh, he said, you know, we got to be like these little ones. And it has a lot to do with what I call my marketing savage message, where you got to come back to the person you was before the world conformed you and it beat, you know, the love out of you. I see a very loving, kind individual who's a lot like that, the, the child inside, you know, where you got back to your roots, you got back to who you were. And, and I see somebody that's making a huge impact, not only on your staff, because I, I had the privilege of talking to Gab. Gab's who is on your staff, your head of staff. And she loves you. And she was talking about how you were recently talking about how important family was. And like that stuff, that little stuff that you do, you got to realize that influences everything around you. Like I knew that about you before we even came on here and talked. So, and then the moment I seen you, I noticed somebody who, who is just open to go with the flow of life. Like, you know, you, you barely yeah. talk, you're like, man, I heard you talk just enough, man, we're going to go with it. And I think I was like pretty much talking a little bit when you started the podcast. And, uh, so what I see is a very, um, a spirit that is open to just letting, like, I, you, you have a lot of flow state, don't you? I mean, the flow state is flowing through you all the time, isn't it? Yeah. And, and probably yeah. the moments you don't want to be connected is when you feel that flow stop, like we always do occasionally, right? Then are the moments you probably want to be recluse a little bit, not, not be out there so much but it's always you coming back to who you are. Love it. Man, thank you for that. Thank you for
0: the investment into the audience. Thanks for the investment into me. Um, You can call me anytime Anytime you're feeling it. It buzzes me out. We're going to be friends, dude. I can tell we're going to be friends. Uh, I don't care if you live in Texas. I'll be friends with a couple people in Texas, just a few. Uh, We'll make room for you. But uh, man, thanks for for your willingness to share the things, even though um, it's it's, uh, different than what people might be used to. And I'll always go with you. Uh, We'll put links in the show. We'll put all the stuff. People will come find you. And then let's get you back on here pretty soon. Sound good? I appreciate it, brother. Absolutely.